0: Hello, and welcome to the Down to the Wire podcast. My name is Varun Shunker, staff writer, host, and play-by-play announcer at DHSPress.com. This podcast is brought to you by DHSPress.com. Go there now and read our article on the Bernie Sanders rally, and then go check out the Second Council podcast. They're taking a look at the first ever episode of Survivor as they work their way through a groundbreaking first season. They've never seen an episode prior to this podcast. Go check out Second Council on DHSPress.com. We're also sponsored by Lori Christ Accounting. Listen, guys, the NBA has a lot of money to deal with. They make billions on billions on billions of dollars. Look at Steve Ballmer. He bought the Clippers for $2 billion. You think Steve Ballmer is going there and doing his own taxes? You think Steve Ballmer is looking at bank reconciliations? No. And why should you? Bookkeeping is hard. There's no way around it. It's tedious, time-consuming, and often difficult work. Don't spend your weekends looking at balance sheets and income statements and bank reconciliations when you could go on over to Lori Chris and have it done for you, all for one low monthly fee. To get your bookkeeping done for one low fee, call 703-304-5173. Once again, that's 703-304-5173. The Chris Accounting Group, monthly bookkeeping made simple. This week, we're talking about... The dream playoff matchups inside the NBA. Just about 20 games left in the regular season. A lot of fun left. But before that, let's get some music. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. in the NBA, there's at least one or two series that just don't do it for anyone. No one wants to watch them except for their fans, and they're either blowouts, or even if they're close, it's not fun basketball. There's nothing really to look forward to. We're lucky this year in the NBA in that there's a lot of teams really close together in the standings, meaning that there's going to be a lot of parity. Here's the thing. I want to see what the best playoff matchups we could get. If if I was able to rig the NBA in a way that I wanted, what would be my dream playoff scenario for the entire tournament? Now, I have some rules for that. No team can move more than three games up or down in the standings. No team can move from the West to the East Conference or vice versa. And I'm doing this based on a watchability and storylines perspective. Let's start with the Eastern Conference. The one seed is going to be the Bucs. There's nobody even close to them. They're currently 10 games ahead of the second-place team. They're going to take on the Magic. Honestly, this series is going to be a blowout no matter what. The Bucks are just that good. The Magic are mostly pretty boring, and so let's not really deal with them. The one kind of cool storyline, the Magic uh, executives used to be with the Bucs, so they have very similar philosophies in how they built their team, specifically that they wanted a lot of length, and a lot of wingspan and try to get that defense. The Bucks are going to roll over everyone. Maybe, maybe we get a fun little Jonathan Isaac versus Giannis moment. But I'll doubt it. This series is going to suck. Let's just get the magic out of here. The next option, makes th- this makes the rest of the playoffs a lot better. Then after that, the number two seed is the Raptors. And then they're going to take on the Nets. I wanted to reward the Raptors for everything they've done this year. They lost Kawhi, yet it hasn't been a huge loss for them. It's incredible. They're second to the East right now. They're 42-18. and Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, they've been incredible so far this year. And Nick Nurse should be in the conversation for Coach of the Year. And for their first-round matchup, I want them to take on the Nets. Again, the bottom of the East is not fun. This isn't going to be a hugely entertaining series. Now, if Kyrie was still around, I would have picked Celtics' Nets in a heartbeat. It would have been so fun to watch Kyrie go against his old team, all the young guns that he thought weren't good enough to get ragged on and to maybe even get a chance to take down their ex-teammate. But alas, Kyrie's been shut down for the season. Raptors' Nets used to be sort of fun. I think of Paul Pierce uh, blocking that shot in Game 7. They've both got really good-looking uniforms at the very least. It wouldn't be too much travel except for the fact that, obviously, you need to work with the passports. And I just think, given the other options, this was a good matchup. Now, the next one you have is the Celtics versus the Pacers. This is the Larry Bird battle. It's Indiana versus Boston, where Bird played. And it just... uh, The best part about this series is probably that if the Celtics win, as they should, it'll set up Raptors-Celtics in the second round. Listen, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if Victor Oladipo comes back, this makes this a huge possibility for an upset with the Pacers uh, coming, out, coming over the three-seed uh, Celtics, and I feel like that would be really, really fun to see as a Celtics hater myself. The last series I'm going to talk about in the East is my favorite one, maybe out of every series I picked, The four-seed Miami Heat taking on the five-seed Philadelphia 76ers. Now, I want to put a huge asterisk next to the series in that this is contingent on Philly stars Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid being fully healthy. But if they are, this is such a fun series to even think about. Let's start with the obvious storyline. Jimmy Butler coming back to the team that didn't want to give him the money uh, with the teammates that didn't really seem to like him. Jimmy Butler's a attack dog no matter who he's against. He's going 150%, 150% of the time. But if he's against his old team, imagine that intensity ratcheted up to the next level. I can, could not wait. Combine that with Joel Embiid's trash talk, it would be great. I mean, Joel Embiid lost to get in their he- the heads of his opponents, and Jimmy Butler delights in doing the same. Speaking of Embiid, he'd have to go against a really ascending young center in Bam Adebayo. If Bam comes out and has an incredible series, it would be a statement for him to take this crown away maybe from Joel Embiid although I really don't see that happening this is just two really fun teams Philly might need home court so if you really wanted this to be a competitive series you might want to flip it so that it's four Sixers versus five he just so Sixers could get the home court advantage because they are really really bad away from Wells Fargo but e- but they're so good at home that this series could probably be guaranteed to go seven and imagine a Game 7 where you have Jimmy Butler trying to stick it to this old team. That would be special. That would be pretty fun to watch. Now, going over to the Western Conference, this is where the real fun begins. Let's start with number one, Los Angeles Lakers taking on the eighth seed New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans are currently not in a playoff spot as they are ninth and three and three games back of the Grizzlies. Listen, part of me wants to see the Grizzlies in the playoffs, but at the same time, at the same time, I can't pass up the opportunity to see LeBron versus Zion. It's been super fun matchups so far between these two teams, especially one that happened, uh, I think, last night. We're recording this on Monday, March 2nd. They've had some super fun matchups. There's no chance for an upset because the Lakers are probably going to roll But there's some fun highlights that we're going to see, whether it's a Zion dunk or LeBron being guarded by uh, Zion or AD taking on Zion. And don't forget about the Lakers-Pelicans rivalry stemming from the animosity coming from the trade. Think about that. LeBron versus Zion has become such a big story that Anthony Davis, who publicly requested a trade from the Pelicans and basically embarrass them in front of everyone and has their fans turned against him that's the second best story in the series it would be spectacular and of course you want to see Zion get some early playoff experience and none better to do it than against the Lakers next up I want the two two seed Clippers versus the seven seed Jazz this is a rematch of a series from about two or three years ago without any of the same players if you remember that was a Clippers team with Chris Paul and then a Jazz team with Gordon Hayward But I want to see Donovan Mitchell be tested. He's had one really good playoff series and then struggled in every other one. I want to see, can Rudy Gobert stay on the court if he has to deal with uh, more traditional, less traditional lineups where uh, if uh, the Clippers want to play small, it could be a huge first test for them? Um, If the Clippers decide to play big against Gobert, can he wreak havoc against smaller guys like Montrezl Harrell or a less skilled big man in, uh, in Zubac? At the very least, this will be a good first test for the Clippers and have them set up for an L.A.-L.A. matchup in the Western Conference Finals because as a two-seed, they wouldn't take on the one-seed Lakers until the semifinals of the entire league. The next matchup I'd like to talk about is the number three Rockets versus the six-seed Thunder. Obviously, the big storyline coming coming into this is the rematch of CP3, Chris Paul, and Russell Westbrook taking on their old teams. Imagine Westbrook going against that Thunder. Imagine the... Uh, the the. I wouldn't know how the fans would react because I feel like they cheer him, but as the game went on, if Russell keeps playing the way he is, they're going to be forced to boom, which would be just interesting. CP3 absolutely hates James Harden from every report. There's bad blood between them. Would Paul guard Harden, maybe? You'd love to see... Uh, a, just a really cool matchup. And let's say uh, the Rockets win. you set up a second round that's really fun in Clippers Rockets, where you have just two really similar uh, style of teams so that they both play very isolation heavy. or you get Clippers Thunder, which continues the Chris Paul Revenge tour as he'd obviously take on his two time X, I guess now, his removed once removed X. there we go. Once removed X, the uh, LA Clippers and giving him another chance to get this uh, revenge tour going. The number four seed I'd like to have is the Nuggets. Now, this would require them to drop a little bit from uh, the two seed, but considering they're only a game and a half out of the four seed, it it wouldn't be inconceivable. They take on the number five Mavericks, would need to jump up from seven to five, but that's only a one-game jump for them. This series would answer one big question. Who's going to be the next jerk, the next European superstar? Is it going to be Jokic? Luka or Kristaps? There's three great options, and we'd have to see. Let's get the European stars in the spotlight. Uh, Jokic would be a superstar if he played anywhere but Denver, but getting him on a huge stage early, uh, still relatively early in his career would continue to allow him to rise and ascend in uh, the rankings of players Luka's been a top 5 player in the entire NBA this year it would be great to see him take on Jokic could Jokic stay on the floor against Luka if they decided to just run uh, pick and pops with uh, Kristaps and force Jokic to move away from the hoop and play on the perimeter I don't know I mean Kristaps is a stretch 5 I think he has the least chance to be the next jerk but he's been playing really well recently so you never know This allows both teams to not have to deal with the Clippers just yet. Obviously, that means you have to take on the Lakers, but the thing with the Lakers is they're a much better stylistic matchup for the Nuggets just because the Nuggets would like to play with the big, and so do the Lakers. And if the Mavericks win, you're telling me you wouldn't want to see Luka Doncic take on LeBron James? I would love that. If Luka could somehow go off and continue this incredible tear he's been on, that could be a matchup that's a genuinely competitive one and could lead to an upset. So I'm really excited to see where this is. And obviously we're a little bit further away from the playoffs than we'd like, but we're getting there. And it's going to be a really great year in the playoffs just because there's so much parity. There's so many teams that could conceivably upset another that we're in for a wild ride. I'm Varun Shunker, signing off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah